get to know them. Because when you ask them a lot of questions about them, not only do they like you more and they're more likely to refer you, but you also gain ammunition, so to speak, on what services you provide that might be useful for them. So that's one thing. Ask a lot of questions, get to know them. They'll naturally ask you about you. And um, the, uh, the second thing is when you're done with that conversation, ask how you can serve them. Right. What can I do to support you? It's so simple. And I was shocked every time people would be like, well, nobody ever asks me that. And I'm like, it's so simple. Welcome back, real estate rock stars. Today we have Dan Gomer in the house. He is from Denver, Colorado, has been an agent for 11 years and is currently a team leader of 17 and growing rapidly. Dan is still knocking out deals personally and over the past year closed over 7 million in volume, not counting the referrals that he sent out. But and Dan is good at a lot of different things. Before we hit record, we were trying to break down what direction we wanted to go. Um, but the things we're going to tackle today is simplifying the lead generation process through building businesses through sphere marketing. So we're going to go deep on that, talk a lot about self-awareness, some goal setting, and yeah, let's see how it goes. So Dan, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited. Dude, stoked to have you. Okay, let's let's get some background, some context. Who Who is Dan the man? <laughs> All right. Well, I was born on a warm. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, all right. Well, ever since I was like in middle school, I always wanted to be a teacher. So when I graduated college, I went straight into education, public education. I was a middle school science teacher for seven years, coached high school sports, basketball mainly. And, uh, you know, eventually got burned out on that and got into real estate because, I said, you know, here's here's an opportunity to finally be able to pay my bills. This is going to be great, you know. Um, and so I got into real estate with the intention of creating a specific kind of lifestyle and, um, you know, realized pretty quickly that um, real estate can get complicated really fast. And it's, it's a lot of work. And um, so over the years, I've kind of put pieces together on how to build a, a successful real estate business. Um, and you know, one of my big pushes right now though, is how do you build a successful real estate business and not lose yourself in the process? Because for me, when I came out of education, I'm like, I'm going to crush it in real estate. And I very quickly lost myself in the pursuit of these goals that I thought were going to make my life perfect. And of course they didn't. And then, you know, kind of had to make some adjustments on the fly and figure it out. So that's Every part of why day, I'm here right? today. Dude, we're just all, we're all just figuring it out. <laughs> right. Take right. us back, Dan, to when you first got into real estate, though. So you were leaving education and mm -hmm. you're going to go tackle this dream, make all of the money. Um, how did you build your business in the beginning? Like, how did you generate leads? Yeah, so it's, it's kind of an interesting story. So I originally got into real estate unlicensed, um, bought a did, you know, fix and flips on the front side, did that for about a year, then got licensed. And um, man, uh, first of all, doing fix and flips full time, that's a tough gig. Bro. And, and yeah. this was in 2011, right? So the market was still pretty primed for it, but it's tough. So that was a beat down. And, uh, you know, I, I, I did good on some, lost some overall, you know, I ended up losing money on the, on the whole thing. Um, unfortunately, but eventually I made the transition into real estate and said, you know what, I want to, I want to, I can make more money helping other people buy and sell. So I transitioned into that. And one thing I had not accounted for was how long it took, it was going to take to make that transition. Um, people didn't recognize that I was in real estate because I wasn't talking about it. And so it took a really long time to make that transition. So that was, that was exceptionally challenging as well. So the first five years of my real estate career were, um, I mean, a beatdown is the best word for it. It was brutal. I was not making the money that I wanted to make. I was not living the lifestyle that I wanted to live. And uh, it, it really almost broke me. You know, it, it took me to one of the lowest moments in my life. And um, I eventually decided, you know, I'm, I'm tired of feeling sorry for myself. I'm going to go, you know, create success. I don't care what it takes. And that's when I kind of just put my head down and just started barreling through. And um, 
you know, it's a, it's a double-edged sword. The benefits are I got the big house, I got the awards, I got the this and the that, but I also lost myself in the process. And so, but the other cool thing about that whole process was I learned what works and what doesn't work. And, um, you know, for me, uh, it took a lot of trial and error and getting my teeth kicked in to finally figure all of that out. Now that I'm a team leader, I finally get to kind of boil down and condense down all of the stuff that I learned by piecing together from all these pieces, try to boil it down and make it as simple as possible for other people to replicate what I did and not lose themselves in the process. Like that's what's so important to me is money is great, but it is not worth it. It is not worth it if you lose your marriage. Uh, thankfully, I didn't or lose your kids or, you know, or lose yourself. It's just, it's not worth it in the end, you know? It's funny you say that. We just, I just got back from this past weekend. I did um, one of our biannual, my company retreats, Five Pillars Nation. And one of the big things that we talked about was exactly that, where it's like, at the end of the day, if all the money's gone, if all of, you know, the accomplishments, your awards, the fancy things are gone, who is left? Do you like mm -hmm. that person? You know, and so I'm totally with you with, you know, it's not worth it if, you build it in a way where you hate your whole life. Right. But the question about how did you go though from the beat down that you were talking about to the big house yeah. and the awards? Like what were the, what was the, cause you did five years of beat down. That's a long time. <laughs> so how did we transition into yeah. what others would perceive as success? Yeah. Yeah. Financial success. Right. Um, so I simplified <laughs> to be honest, you know, um, I didn't know it at the time, but what ended up happening was I, I stopped trying to reinvent the wheel. Number one, like I'm, I'm smarter than everybody. Let me figure out the new way of doing things. It's like this, this profession has been around forever. The tools that we need are all right in front of us. Right. So part, let me, let me circle back here. <laughs> the biggest component of it was I made a decision. I decided I was going to go do this. And there was nothing that was going to stop me. That was the number one thing that, that got me there. Um, I believe that we understand why, when we understand why we're doing something, it's nearly impossible to stop us. If we, if we really understand why we're going after it. I knew why I was going after this. I had to prove something to myself and I had to prove something to all those people out there that I was better than, than they were saying I was, right? That was my why. I was a chip on my shoulder. Um, so there was that. And then um, I started leaning into sphere marketing. So all of my business was built on sphere marketing. So I went to my sphere. I started doing all the things that, you know, there's all these programs that they talk about, right? You got Buffini, you got, you got Ninja, you got all these programs, right? That talk about sphere marketing. And I took all of these ideas and I kind of looked at which ones overlapped. And I said, I'm going to do those things. So I started doing my personal notes. I started doing uh, CMAs, you know, to my entire sphere. I started hosting more parties. I started doing one-to-ones. I started making my phone calls and I tracked everything on a sheet that I call the greatness tracker. So every single day it was like, these are the things that I got to get done. And what that allowed me to do is it allowed me to stop focusing on like, I've got to get two deals a month. I could forget about that. I could focus on just the daily stuff. I believe that if I do these things every single day, then the two deals a month is going to take care of itself. And I can forget about it and get that monkey off my back. And so a lot of it was mindset shift, but the mindset shift is what allowed me then to really dial in my processes and stay focused on my processes. And those two things combined allowed me to generate, you know, go Every year I was going from 50% to 100% growth year over year, every year for like five or six years straight. So it, it works when we, once we make that decision and we focus on the, the small stuff, the daily stuff, over the long haul, it will pay off. Mm. I'm all about focusing on the inputs as opposed to the outputs. So I love that you just said that because if we can just focus on doing the activities, the results will come. Whereas right. we, if we focus on the results, then we're not doing the activities that generate those results. Right. Yeah. And, and today, you know, before we hopped on this call, I had mentioned that my team and I, we were focusing on uh, goal setting 
all, all morning, right? That's what we've been working on. And I think, you know, two things that, that seem to really trip people up and, and have tripped me up in the past as well is we focus on too many things. So I have two kind of big, big goals. I've got like a, a, like a number goal and then the way I want to be while I achieve that goal. That's it. Those are my goals for the year. And then I've got four sub goals, as I call it, that feed into it. And then I break down those those bigger goals that will help me accomplish that into small pieces, which are the daily actions. Those are the things that I put on my sheet. Those are the things that I track. And then I forget about the big thing at the end. And um, it, it simplifies that process. And um, so rather than focusing on a thousand things, oh, I, I have to do open houses and I have to door knock and I have to cold call and I have to da, 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 da. How about we just focus on a couple things do them really, 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 really well, and then see what happens. You know, so that's that's kind of how I try to set that up with goals, at least. Less is more. Also, exactly. that was my 2023 motto to myself because it's so oh, easy to get so excited about all of the good ideas, and we're just our heads on a swivel constantly about, oh, that looks cool, oh, that looks cool. It's like no, less, less yep. is more. Um, with with this though, there's a couple things I want to talk about, but. Um, when you were talking about simplifying the process and leaning into sphere, you mentioned the notes, the parties, the one-on-one, -on -one. you mentioned a couple other things. So does that fall under, like when you think about, you know, let's just have less things to think about, are, are you picking like one of those within your sphere marketing or within sphere marketing, are we doing like a bunch of different things? Can you, can you expand on that? Yeah, great question. So, so here's the way I look at it. <clears throat> Um, and, and going back to simplification and I'll, I'll talk more about the sphere marketing handbook that I have. My whole objective with this book was to simplify everything. Right. And so when it comes to one aspect is staying in flow with your sphere, that's just, that's one aspect. So we get to pick how many things we want to do within that, whether it's parties or notes or one-to-ones or whatever, right? Whatever fits, whatever authentically fits with your style, do those things. I think where a lot of people get tripped up is we live in a world that is just over-tooled, right? It's like, oh, you've got one problem. I've got seven tools that'll fix it, you know? And then inside that tool, you've got nine new problems that you got to solve with these other tools over here, right? And so we're, it's over-toolification, right? That's kind of the way I see it. So where I think the wheels come off the bus for a lot of people is they start looking for how to backfill their database. And so those are where a lot of the tools are. Let me add more people to my database. And then we forget about the day-to-day -day stuff, which is the, the notes and the whatevers, right? So how many do you do? How many do you focus on? Well, it depends on your bandwidth. It depends on how you operate. It depends on how organized you are, you know, what's authentic to you. So I would say pick a couple strategies in terms of staying in flow that work for you. Then I would pick one strategy. I would pick one strategy to add people to your database, get really good at that one strategy. Once you kind of have that mastered and you're like, all right, cool, cruise control, like I got this and you feel comfortable, maybe at a second. Here's a quick commercial break from our sponsor, Ryan Pineda. If you are trying to grow your real estate investing business, then you need to join us at Wealthy Investor. You have no idea what Wealthy Investor is. It is our coaching program and community. We have helped thousands of students worldwide grow their business. Now, it doesn't matter if you're just getting started and you're trying to get that first deal. We can help you do that. If you're trying to scale your business and go from a few deals a year to a few deals a month or even seven figures a year, we can help you do that too. In fact, last year alone, we had over 30 students do over a million dollars in revenue. And I'd love for you to be the next one. So it's pretty simple. If you're trying to grow your business and wholesale more homes or flip more homes or buy more rental properties, then you need to go to wealthyinvestor.com and book a free call with our team. It's super simple. We'll go on a strategy call with you and figure out how we can help you grow according to your needs. So all you got to do is go to wealthyinvestor.com, book the free call with the team, and we'll see you there. Now back to the show. But then you got to keep all of those other pieces in line 
are in place to make sure that you're staying in flow with everybody. That's what kind of keeps the momentum moving forward. Let's, can we pick an example and walk through it? So hypothetically, like pick one strategy to add people. So what would an example be? So um, for me, it was networking. So I'll, I'll, (laughs) I tried door knocking. I did it for like a year and a half. I've knocked on over 30,000 doors. I got a few leads out of it. I actually kind of enjoyed it, but um, wasn't ultimately a great fit for me. I tried cold calling for one day, not a good fit for me. Um, I tried open houses, not a good fit for me. Finally, for me, what resonated with me was networking, which I never would have guessed that was the way to go. So I I joined a group that was a free group. Um, It did not have a limit on number of realtors that could show up. My my whole thing was I'm going to be better than all of them anyway. So like, I don't care. And uh, I just started developing relationships with, uh, uh, with people through networking. So that was one strategy that I utilized that really helped build business. The, uh, the other strategy that I leveraged was my past life of being a teacher. So I'd started doing lunches and breakfasts for the teachers. I would come in and talk really quickly on their PLC days, um, on the days where they're in the school without kids. Um, I would talk to them real quick about real estate and I would start to build a sphere within the schools themselves. And I still get leads from that and I haven't done it in years. So, um, so for me, that resonated with me. So it just kind of, you got to ask yourself, like, what's authentic? What, what fits my personality? And, and I've got lots of different ideas in the book too, of, sure. you know, opportunities. Wait, and confirm that was the book that you added for the, you uploaded for the toolkit. Yes, exactly. Okay, perfect. Listeners, all of the, the tactical examples, it is 57, um, slides or slides pages with, yeah. of like broken down information. So make sure you go to realestaterockstarsnetwork.com and get the tool. It will be uploaded into our toolbox. It's called Spear Marketing. It'll be with Dan Gomer. So all of the super, super tactical granular things will be in there. But I do, I have one more question about like, so if strategy, if your networking is your strategy, you are joining. A, I feel like people get stuck here all the time. They're like, I want to do networking. Hypothetically, I join the group. I show up. Why don't I have business? <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm a, I'm an extrovert, right? So um, my whole strategy was, and you don't have to be an extrovert to do this, but uh, my whole strategy was how do I connect with as many people as possible? So I am all about authenticity. So what I would do is I would go to these meetings and it was a revolving door of people. That's why I did the free group. It was tons of new people coming in. And I would, I would read people and I would be like, I like that person's energy. I like what they said about that. So I'm going to go talk to them. And I would talk to them and I would set up a one-to-one and I would get to know them. If, they, if we resonated, I would develop that relationship. If we didn't resonate, I wouldn't. I wouldn't add them to my database. I wouldn't even spend my time on that. And then I also recognized that my first deal is not going to come anytime soon. In fact, it took maybe a year and a half before I ever got a deal out of that group. But I just got a referral the other day. I haven't been to a networking group since COVID hit. I just got a referral the other day from somebody that I met in networking. So, you know, because I developed those relationships over time and I, I built relationships I wasn't just like, you got any deals for me? You got any deals for me? I built relationships over time with people that I resonated with. Okay. I'm there. I found someone who I, who I like their energy. I'm going to talk to them. And I am setting up a, you said one-on-one. So is that like a, hey, do you want to get coffee? And yeah. like, if yes, then is it like, what is the purpose? Is it just like, hey, I want to get to know you? Or is there a purpose? Great question. I feel like yeah. I'm so purpose I'm like, what's the point? You know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. No, there absolutely <laughs> the is. Relationship purpose, is right? the point. I do get that, but like still. No, ultimately, <laughs> the point is to get business, right? Um, but I think you get that through the relationship, right? So the purpose is to get business. So I think one of the biggest mistakes, if, if we're just talking about networking specifically, and I think that it also bleeds out into other, other strategies as well, is that it's really easy to throw up on people and be like, Oh, I'm so good at this and I can do this and I can do that. Da, 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 da. And they're like, yeah, Whoa, it's like calm down, you know, like back off. Um, so I think the purpose of it is to get to know them 
Because when you ask them a lot of questions about them, not only do they like you more and they're more likely to refer you, but you also gain ammunition, so to speak, on what services you provide that might be useful for them. So that's one thing. Ask a lot of questions, get to know them. They'll naturally ask you about you. And um, the, uh, the second thing is when you're done with that conversation, ask how you can serve them. Right. What can I do to support you? It's so simple. And I was shocked every time people would be like, well, nobody ever asks me that. I'm like, it's so simple. Yeah. Right. So little strategies like that, I think, help build that relationship and and create opportunities for you to share your value proposition. And then at this point, you have you have this conversation with them. You understand how you can help them. Yep. And then are you like super systematic in it? You're going home, you're inputting all of these notes into your database. You have a reminder set to check in and follow up X, Y, and Z. Or are you, because I feel like there's two types of people. There's those type of people and the other ones who are like, oh, I'll just see them when I see them and remember everyone because I'm that person. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually have a chapter in the Sphere Marketing Handbook that's called uh, 2CRM or not, you know? And so for me, I hate CRMs just because whatever, they don't work for the way I work. So I do everything on spreadsheets. So if I like them, I add them to my spreadsheet. If they said that they own a house, I'm either going to ask them at that one-to-one if I can do a CMA for them, or I'm going to make a note to follow back up with them and say, oh, hey, by the way, I remember the other day you said that you own a house. Hey, um, I don't know if you're interested, but I do free CMAs for all my friends and family every single year. I know you're not looking to sell, but uh, I would love to do a report for you so you can keep tabs on what your house is doing year over year. And um, it also gives me the ability to know more about what's happening in the market. It keeps me plugged in. So if you're interested, I'd be happy to put it together. It's no big deal. Um, And so I would add people to my CMA list. So for me, I had a couple different spreadsheets, the CMA sheet, the call list. um, And I would just kind of go. And then I also had a business tracker of like my funnel. Um, It was all spreadsheets for me. Um, Some people that doesn't work. They like CRMs. Um, and some people, I guess, There's you can a, fly by the seat of your pants, but dude, I would I would completely lose track of everything. If I did that. Well, there are. I mean, there's like a shocking number of people who have absolutely no <laughs> no systems, right. but that's probably why they're listening because they're trying to get more ideas for how to how to build some systems in their life. Right. Um, okay, gotcha. So this makes a little more sense to me now. Who's like I'm like hyper purpose driven. So it's like you're going right. to these networking events and you are having conversations with people who you feel like you naturally. Um, align with energy wise, you dig into them deeper, you find out how you can serve them, you offer them a free CMA, which t- makes total sense, because now you have um, an, an excuse to reach back into touch, provide value. And in theory, since this is all sphere marketing, it's not just them, but also they turn around and set, show it to their you know, mom, who also has a house down the street and X, Y, and Z and generate business slow and steady off of that method. Slow and steady. A lot of them are slow and steady. Maybe maybe cold calling is a little bit faster, but right. But a lot yeah. of them are pretty slow and steady. So many are slow. And that's the other thing that I was thinking, like listening to your story when you're like, man, we had five years of beat down and then I switched to this new system and I still had to wait, you know, 12 months or whatever to my first closing. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's, it is tough. It's hard. Right. And you know, I'm not even, not many people can even survive that long without, you know what I mean? Right. Well, and I I was doing deals, right? Mm -hmm. I was still, um, you know, I was, I was very vocal, right? There was a thing that resonated in my mind that was somebody said to me, don't be a secret agent. I'm sure some of you have heard that. Right. And I had a buddy who I played basketball with for years and he comes into the game one day and he's like, Hey man, I just bought a house in this really fancy neighborhood in in South Denver. And I'm like, Excuse me? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yeah, and I'm using this agent that I found online. And like totally oblivious that I was an agent. And I'm like, why didn't you call me? And he's like, I thought you were just an investor, man. I didn't know you were an agent. That was my wake up call. I was a secret agent. And I was like, okay, that's enough of that. So I was actually able to generate leads just through my sphere because I called everybody. Like, <laughs> 
call everyone in your sphere. If you want like one really good takeaway, you want to, you want to close a deal in quarter one of next year and you're afraid that you're not going to get one, call every single person you know. And I've got lists of where to find people in the book. Call every single person and just remind them what you do. And remind them that you're looking for referrals because you want to work with amazing people just like you, my friend. You know, I don't want to work with anybody. I really like you. I want to work with people that you know, because I'm probably going to like them too. Like, do you know anybody looking to buy or sell? Call every single person. You will get leads, right? So I did stuff like that to start the engine. The networking was just a tool to add more, one tool to add more people to the database. But most of my business was coming from my sphere, from staying in touch with people I already know. A quick word on our toolbox. We know it can be overwhelming thinking about all of the systems you want to build into your business. And that is why we ask guests to submit their favorite checklist, template, or tracker so you don't have to build from the ground up. Go to realestaterockstarsnetwork.com and click toolbox for your free access. Thanks so much. Perfect. Makes sense. So you you add in, you're going to stay in touch with your flow. What is it? Stay in flow with your sphere. I had it written. Right <laughs> um, that's like your core. That's like your foundation, yeah. right? And then as you have stayed in touch with them frequently and you're doing those activities and you want to bring more people in, that's when you pick up the networking. That's when you pick up the your past life kind of exactly. strategy and you just add in that way. So can we real quick break down staying in flow with your sphere? You mentioned notes, parties. Can we talk through a couple of things that people should be doing if they yeah. want to build their business through a sphere of influence every single day, week cadence for that? Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, I want to go back to something that you said. You talked about, I have to have a purpose or I'm not doing it, right? And then that kind of goes back to that motivation of what I was talking about before. I think that's perfect. It's exactly right. So everything that we do has to have a purpose. You have to be able to clearly define, okay, the reason I am writing personal notes is because X. The reason I am doing CMAs is because of Y. So it's really important that if you find yourself doing something and you go, why am I doing this? There, there's your sign. Maybe you shouldn't be doing it or you need to stop and figure out why you're doing it. it it's, I can't overstress how important that is. Because without that clear definition of why you're doing each of these pieces, you're going to lose yourself in the thousand tools and you're going to end up doing a thousand things really crappy instead of doing five things really, really, really well. So I, I just like to preface it with that. So um, the I would say probably the two biggest bangs for my buck, number, number one was CMAs by far. So, um, and I'll give you a quick script on, on the CMAs. So I made my list of people. I decided I'm gonna do these CMAs for everybody. I'd call somebody up and I'm like, hey, um, I wanna do a market analysis for you on your house. Love to tell you what your house is worth. And their response is, oh, oh no, man, you don't worry about it. You don't need to do that for me, you know? And I go, no, seriously, like I'll, I'm, I'm doing this for all my friends and family. I'm gonna do it for you every year so you can keep tabs on what you're doing. It's a value add that I want to bring to the table and it helps me stay in touch with what's happening in the market. All I need to know is, you know, have you done any updates and yada, 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 take a few notes and I go do the CMA. So that by far was the number one thing. And nobody does it because it's a pain in the butt. So nobody does it. And so, um, uh, so that was number one because it, it gave me an opportunity to call them talk to them about real estate so I'm not a secret agent anymore, provide something of value, demonstrate my skills. Like, there's nothing better. So if you take one thing away on a, on a thing to be doing with your sphere, do CMAs, especially right now, right? There are people who don't realize that they have equity in their house, they're maybe missing payments or whatever, and they don't realize that they could turn around and sell it, pay off all their credit card debt, pay off their HELOC, and still walk away with some cash in their pocket, downsize their house or whatever. Like It's our job as, as experts to be able to help them see that. So CMAs, um, personal notes, nobody does them. And I got so many thoughtful phone calls, text messages, letters back from people who are just like, God, 
nobody does that anymore. It's so nice for you to handwrite a note and mail it to me. Like, thank you. Dan, what um, do I say? <laughs> yeah, hey, so my whole thing was happy day. Love so, Shelly. <laughs> yeah, I either, I either pull something off of social media that congratulations or happy this or whatever, or um, if I didn't have anything like that, it was how can I brighten this person's day? Sometimes it was simple as, hey, I just want you to know that I appreciate you, Dan. And that's it. It doesn't have to be, you know, a novel. Complicated because it, it, it sounds like you started this saying simplify. Wow. And here we are simplifying it. Perfect. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But what holds people back, right, is they say, oh, well, it has to be perfect. For, you know what held me back? My handwriting's horrible. I'm like, I'm not going to write these notes. How can I get a computer to do it? And finally, I just, I got over myself and I said, it is what it is. I'm going to write them a sloppy note. They'll be able to read it and they'll appreciate it. And they did. And that's, so it's funny that you say that because something else that we talked about at the retreat is like identifying your tokens is what we call them. So like within your personal brand, what are the quirky little weird things that you might even be embarrassed of, but they're you at your authentic core. And then if you can lean into that, you can turn something that you didn't like about yourself into like an amazing, like quirky, fun branding opportunity. You're like, Dan, oh, like look at his, his handwriting. But then it's, you know what I mean? It's some cute type of, do you know, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know. I'd have to think about that. Um, but it's a really fun activity. That is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I feel like, well, here's a perfect example. My son's 12. He's almost 13. He's in seventh grade. And uh, some of his friends are razzing him. You know, they're giving him a hard time about whatever. And my advice to him was, um, so he's, he's a smart kid, but he's not a very good reader. Right. So they give him, they give him a hard time about it. And my advice to him was, as soon as you own that you're still smart, even though you read differently from everybody else, it will no longer affect you. Own it. Okay. You don't read as well as other kids. And, you know, I don't write as good as other people. And so when I own it, you know, then nobody has control over me anymore. 100%. That's the transfer of power. It's like the things that you're like hiding from people. It's the minute they find out they can hold that against you. But if you just take all of your weaknesses and you just like wear them proudly, then you maintain the power. Exactly. Absolutely. Okay. We got CMAs. We got personal notes. What else are we flowing here? With? Phone calls. Phone calls. Phone calls. So what held me back from phone calls and what I hear from when I host classes on this sphere marketing stuff what I hear agents say, this is always the question. What do I say? You know, I'm afraid that they're going to think I'm just trying to sell them stuff, something to that effect. I know exactly what you're talking about because I struggled with that forever. I haven't talked to this person in six years and all of a sudden I'm calling them out of blue like, hey, what's up, man? Like they're going to they're going to see right through me and think I want to sell them a house. And remember, if the if the purpose of the phone call is just to build a relationship, Ford calls, right? Family, occupation, recreation, dreams. You're just asking them questions, just reconnecting with them. My fear was they were going to see through me and go, oh, you're such a sleazy salesperson. The reality was they were like, oh, my goodness, it is so good to hear from you. I, thanks for calling, you know. And then I start calling them every quarter. And so then it becomes a regular thing like, oh, Dan's calling. Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? And so over time, it becomes more regular. But at the beginning, it might feel awkward and, and that's OK. But your phone calls to your sphere to just catch up, they will ask you, what's going on with you and your business? Oh, well, it's a fantastic time to be a buyer right now. You know, whatever. Like, I'm really enjoying what I'm doing. Whatever your spiel is, they will ask you. So you have to reach out to your sphere if you want to grow a successful real estate business. <laughs> so in the, in the tool that you uploaded to the toolbox um, yeah. earlier when I was scanning, I think there were like things like, you know, your barber and your like all these like people who maybe you've met once, maybe you have their phone number, but you still feel really weird calling and saying, Hey, I just want to catch up. You've met them. Like maybe it's your banker, whoever. So is that still the same conversation or do you tweak it at all? Or are you not calling them when you def definitions, right? 
when yeah. you define sphere, are these people that you have legitimate relationships with, or are they the ones who you have their phone number, but. Mm. Yeah, that's a, a really valid question. And there's also a section in the book where I talk about eliminating people from your, from your sphere, right. From your call list. And, um, if I am afraid to call them for two or three consecutive quarters, then I either am forced to call them in the fourth quarter or I remove them. Like there, there's a hang up for some reason, right? And I don't want to talk to them or whatever. I'll, I'll remove them. That's okay. So it has to be somewhat genuine, authentic, you know, uh, in order for it to work. But at the end of the day, I think if if there's been people who I thought I would never build a relationship with. And I just called him once and just said, Hey, how's it going, man? Just wanted to say hi. Um, get to know you better. Let's go grab coffee. And they're like, yeah, sure. And they ended up becoming great clients or friends or, or whatever. So people will surprise you. Um, so just find a way to reach out in an authentic way. And if it's just like, Hey, I want to get to know you better, or I want to reconnect, or I want to catch up. Um, nobody's doing that. People appreciate that it's a way to stand out in a world that's all online and all this other stuff. Like you want to set yourself apart, go get to know people, ask them questions, tell them to talk about themselves. They will send you deals. Real quick, as you likely know, the 2024 Real Estate Rockstars Mastermind is sold out. But if one of your preferred vendors is looking for marketing opportunities, we are looking for sponsors. We would love to get their name and business out to 80 highly motivated real estate agents from across the country. Know someone who'd be interested? Go to realestaterockstarsnetwork.com and shoot us a quick email for more information. Thanks so much. Back to the show. Do you have a pivot for the people hypothetically like me, who, if you called Dan, I'm, I mean, maybe not you personally, but if some agent who whatever called, I'm not picking up. It's, it's nothing personal. I may really, really like you. I just, my phone is literally always on do not disturb face down and I'm not a phone talk talking person. If I'm going to do a call, it's on a zoom or something like yeah. that. Do you have a pivot for those who are like, mm, I'm not, I'm not picking up what you're putting down. I like you and I like people, but I'm not feeling it. So here's the way that I see it. Every time I connect with somebody, whether I actually talk to them or it's a voicemail or a text message or whatever. And, and first of all, I'll try to make, I'll try to match the, the type of communication with the person. But I know that people are busy. They got kids, they got work, they got all the stuff they got going on. Um, I'm not going to take offense if they don't call me back. They might not call me back three times, Right. But then all of a sudden I, I do talk to them. So I don't take offense to it. I just write their name down that I call them. I write a little LM and I circle it next to their name if I left them a message and they didn't call me back. And if they do call me back, then I cross it out. And, and you know, it is what it is because every time I call them, it's like, oh yeah, Dan. And there's a little piece in their brain that goes, Dan Real Estate. That's it. And I'm doing that four times a year, Dan Real Estate. And then I do a CMA for them. Dan real estate. I send out a little mailer, Dan real estate. You know, I mean, you just, you drop these things on them subtly over an extended period of time. And when they think Dan, they think real estate, then they call me when they're selling a house. I mean, it is totally true. Like I've had people consistently reach out to try to touch base. And I think it's lovely as I watch it ring and decide not to pick up and, you know, put it down. But it's true when the moment comes that I need insurance or whatever it is. I'm like, I respect the hell out of that person for being so persistent. And I'm like, yeah. oh, my business is going there because <laughs> I know how it yeah. feels. So yeah. it's true. <laughs> yeah. And they don't have to say, you don't have to leave a voicemail. It's like, hey, it's Dan. I'm in real estate. You should call me if you need to sell your house, right? Like you're just like, hey, it's Dan. Just wanted to call and say hi. See ya. Um, and if they call you, they call you. Great. But it doesn't really matter if they do or don't because you're making that. Yeah. That the point, effort. The, yeah. That okay. We got CMA, we got personal notes, we got phone calls. Is there any other main things that you feel like people should be doing to stay in the flow? Damn, I screwed up again. Staying in flow with my sphere. <laughs> uh, it is a tongue twister. Um, you, no, those are, the, those are the big three. Cool. You know, I mean, there's plenty more ideas in this, but um, those are more. the big three. 
What's that? Less is more. We Less are, is there's more. plenty of ideas, ideas for days. We got three. Okay. okay. Dan, I have a question about, um, with this, if these are the things, what do you recommend? Like, do you have a recommendation for a daily schedule? Oh man. So that's a very personal thing, right? Um, so my personal schedule, uh, I wake up in the morning, I give myself a little bit of opportunity to kind of wake up, drink my coffee. Um, I actually follow something that I learned from uh, Jay Shetty. There we go. And it's T-I-M-E. So something I'm thankful for, something inspirational, meditation, and some type of exercise. So my goal is to knock out my time before I start work every single day. Um, because that gets me set up for, for the day. And then typically I break down my days. So Mondays are my catch-up days, phone call days, getting ahead of the weekdays is what I call it. And then Tuesday morning, so I try not to book any appointments on Mondays. Tuesdays, I try not to book anything before lunch because Tuesday morning is also a get ahead of the weekday. That's when I do my CMAs and more phone calls. So on a perfect week, I've got all my phone calls and all my CMAs um, done by the time lunch hits on Tuesday. Then the rest of the week, I've got all this time to do one-to-ones, to do networking, to add people to my database, to do all the other stuff. What I've found in my own business is when I let Monday and Tuesday slip away, by the time Wednesday hits and I'm behind schedule, then it's like, well, next week I'll do it better. And then you pile enough of those weeks up together and it's November and you're like, why do I only do three deals this year? Right. So it starts on Monday, getting that schedule, getting ahead of your week on Monday, Tuesday. Does that answer your question? It does. Um, prioritizing the things that prevent the real estate roller coaster. So, like, yes. what I mean by that is like, I'm so rich. I'm so poor. I'm so rich. <laughs> I hate yep. my life. I love my life. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. One- I'm so busy. I'm so bored. I'm so busy. I'm so bored. Right, exactly. It's yeah. ridiculous. Um, how much leverage do you have in your life? Like, and by leverage, I mean human leverage. Like, do you use transaction coordinators, listing coordinators? Do you have an assistant? What is that? Yeah. So, um, so I've shifted a little bit from production to Mm -hmm. more of a leadership role. But when I was in full production, it was me and I had a full-time assistant and that was it. And, um, she knew exactly what her roles were, what her jobs were, and she did those and I knew what mine were and I did that and it worked really well at this point, you know, I'm, I'm still doing, you know, roughly 20 sides a year or whatever. Um, and so I just have a, a TC, a transaction coordinator to help me on the back end with all of that stuff. But I also have, um, some other people that I hire kind of part time to help me with, other projects and things that I need to get done. Um, they're kind of the, the master of all things kind of people, right? And they just help me with that. But generally speaking with my real estate business at this point, 20 transactions should be no problem with a TC. You should have plenty of time to, to manage those files um, and, and still generate business if you're working full-time. If you're doing 40, 50 hours a week, there should really not be a problem getting all that done, at least in my experience. Agreed. Totally. You can do a lot with just a solo agent and a TC. Yeah. Um, Okay. What did we not talk about today, Dan? What would you like to talk about? Well, Well, anything that you want to share that we didn't get to? Well, real quick, just to touch on what you just said, you can get a lot done with just one person and a TC. If you have the systems in place, number one, Um, but I would say even more so than that, it's focused energy. So like when I was doing my CMAs, when I didn't feel like doing them and I gave myself a lot of slack, they would take like three hours. And when I was just like, I'm getting these done, I don't have time to screw around, they were done in like 45 minutes. <laughs> you know, so it's shocking when we get focused how much we can get done in a really small amount of time when we don't give ourselves the rope to go hang ourselves. You know, we can actually get a lot done in a small period of time. but. Sorry, what, what was your question? <laughs> no, I, I didn't know if you were going to roll right into it, so I like gave you the pause. Yeah. Uh, okay, what did we not talk about today? Um, so what did we miss? The, yeah, the one thing that I I, I want to go back to this idea of simplification. This is this is what I am all about with simplification. 
it's so easy to get overtooled. It's so easy to get overwhelmed with all of the things. If you're in a position where you're trying to grow your business and you're not sure what to do, and, and I'm going to roll the word faith into this as well, simplify your processes and then have faith that those processes are going to work because people have already blazed this path for you, right? Like I'm here, I'm like, hey, I, I did these things and it doubled my business every year. Like the tools are there. The strategy is there. Pick the strategies that work for you and keep it really, really simple. And then just have faith that it's going to work out. Like give yourself a break, get the monkey off your back. Nobody is forcing you to do a hundred deals a year, right? So if that's what you want, build a strategy to go get that, make it as simple as you possibly can, and then get that hundred deal monkey off your back and just focus small. You're going to enjoy your work more. You're going to get more done. You're going to be more successful. I mean, on and on and on. I mean, this I, I could talk about simplification and the benefits of it and how to do it and all that. I could talk about that for hours. So <laughs> you lived it. That's the thing. I, I like, I can really tell when people um, have lived through the pain and when they're telling, you know, saying like, Hey, this works. I promise it works. It's because they've done the other things they've experienced it personally and the pain that goes along with it, because that's how we, I've, I found at least personally come to my strongest opinions. It's because I've lived the pain and I want someone else to learn from my mistakes. <laughs> right. And isn't that like, it's, it's funny. I, I, I do a, a program too with some people on my team, a coaching program. And um, there are so many people, the, the point of it is to get down to what, what we really want, right? In life. And what it ultimately comes down to a lot of people is I, I, I want to help others. I want to make the world better. Like you, you said it perfectly. I've gotten gut punched so many times and mm -hmm. I know how bad it stinks. I don't want you to feel that. I'd love to help you streamline the process. So just, do do what I do what I'm do what I did. Please. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's Please. funny. In the beginning, I almost like went off roading. I had to pull myself back when you were talking about how you started with flipping because I'm an investor first, and I have done so many flips and burrs and wholesales and freaking. I mean, all of the different short term rental, long term rental, and we could have a whole conversation on all of the pain yeah. for all of those another day, Dan. But <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wrap up questions. What is something <laughs> what is something cool, exciting, interesting that you learned recently? Oh. You know, actually, uh just this morning I was reading a book and I happen to have it sitting right here, Phil Jones. Exactly what to say, great book. Yes. Um he was talking in there about motivation. And he broke down the word motivation to the Latin roots, so motive, which is the reason and Asian, which is action. So motivation is really um, the reason to take action. And so when we talk about motivation, you know, I'm just not motivated to get anything done. My argument to that would be, well, you, you don't know why you're supposed to be doing it. So if you're having trouble getting motivated, go back to your why. Why is this so important? Um, because if you understand that why, that's your motive, that will drive you towards action. That's where motivation comes from. Dope, dude. I love me some Phil Jones too. That's good. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, great. What events are you going to in the next 12 months, if any? Ooh, well, um, I'm going to Cabo for EXP does like a big event down in Cabo. So I'm going to go down to Cabo and uh, hang out with a bunch of people from all over the world and, uh, learn about real estate and I don't know, maybe have a margarita or two. We'll see. But uh, I'm super excited for that one. Dan's just blasted in Cabo. No, I'm just kidding. You do not seem like the type. <laughs> <laughs> I keep it together. I maintain. That's the key, right? I can see. I can sense that. Got to maintain. <laughs> okay, perfect. So Cabo, anything else yeah. or the, it's too soon to tell? Too soon to tell, but I mean, there's lots of little events too, right? Like I always, here's, here's the thing. Um, I just had a conversation with my team about this a week ago. It's about showing up, you know, like there was a, there was an event that a big event here in Denver and only one person from the team came. And I was like, guys, like you got to show up, you know, um, if you want to be successful in this industry, if you're serious about it, then show up, 
go to as many events as you can. So I kind of live by that. Like if I can make it and I see value in it, I'm going to do everything that I can to attend. Cause I always meet somebody I haven't known before. I always totally. hear one thing that helps me grow my business. So I really try to just keep an open mind and go to as many things as I can. It, it always works in my favor. It seems Seriously. like so. I credit yeah. so much of what I have done throughout my years to the fact that in the very beginning, I went to every freaking conference that I could. And I built, you know, there you can build the real relationships that like you mentioned earlier, it's, it's harder online. You know, when you're standing in front of someone and you can actually like, I don't know, it's a totally different experience. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Dan, uh, where can people who are listening to this find you? Yeah. So, uh, you can always just email me at danielgomer1 at gmail.com. I know I should have a fancy whatever. No, Dan Gomer screw should. Whatever. Should. Um, <laughs> You're good. So you can always just email me. Um, also, I'm on you know all the social media accounts. And the other thing that I wanted to just throw out there is if you guys want a free copy of my other book. So this is more of like a personal development book, mindset book. It's, it's really about um, awareness. We were talking about it a little bit before. Um, bringing awareness to the way that we show up so we can be intentional with our life and how we show up with other people. That's what that book is about. If you want a free copy of that one, just go to dangomer.com. And if you put your email address in there, it'll add you to my weekly newsletter where I talk about <clears throat> mindset and business. Um, and uh, you'll get a free downloadable, downloadable copy of that book. So that's another way that you can get in touch with me. Perfect. Listeners, do it. And also, if you missed his email because you're driving or whatever, don't you worry. All of his links, the Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, his email will be in the show notes for your easy access later. <laughs> go, go, yeah, <laughs> go follow Dan, show him love, get his book. And uh, guys, of course, hang out with me, Shelby Show on Instagram or Aaron Amuchastegui on the gram. Hit us with feedback. We want to know, as always, we want this show to be the very best thing in the entire universe. So, and the way we can do that is by heightening our awareness by knowing what you think. So please share with us. And otherwise, guys, that is all we have for today. Dan, thank you so much for coming on the show. And Real Estate Rockstars, thanks for listening. Thank you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.